This is the Social Media Strategy Podcast. Brought to you by worldpodcast.com. You've come to the right place if you want to take your social media to new heights. Now, here's your host, Pauline Stockhausen. Well, today, my friends, we have an exciting episode and we're talking about cut through. Now, why I want to talk about this is because when you are on social media, like myself, you get fed so much information all the time. And it's really hard for businesses and people of influence to cut through and get that attention. Now, one particular person really grabbed my attention recently, and her name is Laura Pearman. Now, she sent me this incredible email, and I knew the moment I opened her video, I had to meet her. I had to chat to her and I had to bring her on my show. So without further ado, I will introduce you to this amazing photographer. Her name is Laura Pearman and she is in the UK. Now, she's a professional headshots photographer and she's been doing photography for over eight years. She has her own business and her photography is amazing and it's right up my alley. As you know, I'm really into retro and Laura does an amazing job with her photos there. Um, spectacular. You've got to go check her out. But we've got a quick episode with her right now. Welcome, Laura. Oh, what a beautiful welcome that is. Thank you so much, Pauline. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. It's so good to talk to you. I mean, the we'll just jump right in. The campaign that you did that grabbed my attention was so well done. It was professional. I love the way that you've you know, you did a video. So just for the listeners out there, what happened was I got an email that said, here's a gift for you. Click on this link. And I was actually in a meeting at the time when it came in and I was like, huh, I'm not clicking on that link. That's got to be spam. And then, (laughs) and then I looked at it again and I realized it'd come to my Gmail account and I thought, okay, well, that's odd because my Gmail account isn't out for, um, public knowledge you know it's only sort of people who really know me who I give it to so I thought that was really curious and then I googled you and I was like okay no she's a real person and she follows me on Twitter and uh, Facebook so I'll go check it out and the video the welcome video my first instincts was oh this is gonna be you know something that you've gurgitated over and over again and it wasn't it wouldn't be authentic but it was so authentic you were like hi Pauline and you told me about stuff that you had learned about me which blew me away so <laughs> you know and it grabbed my attention and I was overwhelmed I was just like oh my god this is brilliant you know how did you come up with this idea Laura Well, I've seen something similar done before. And then, I I mean, we've all had, I I don't know, before the internet, you can remember great direct marketing that came through your door, right? Like, So I can remember stuff like that from probably the late 80s or even the 90s. Now, before I was a photographer, I did marketing. So hands up straight away to anyone out there who's listening to this, who's a photographer, and they're like, hang on a second, what's going on? So I have got a little bit of experience and know-how in marketing. But I think one of the main things, and you know, you're talking a lot about noise there, one of the main things that people seem to get wrong, in my view, about social media is that it's just a big party. It really is. I went in a a giant big cocktail party. And as soon as I got my head around that and I was like, oh, right. Okay. I know how to play this game. We We all did this at high school when we went to house parties or in discos. The best way to win at that 
is to ask other people about their lives, show interest in them. So that's how that works. I mean, you can remember that, can't you, Paulie? You want somebody to dance with you, you go and flatter them, don't you? you? That's how you do the flirt. So I remembered all this, and then I thought, right, well, if I want to get somebody to pay attention to me and they happen to be on the other side of the world, how am I going to persuade them that I'm not a robot, I'm not a psychopath, I'm not a total weirdo? <laughs> I'm going to have to really prove to them that I've done a lot of homework and I really know who they are. So before you got that gift, and it is a gift because I, I had done all that work, I did a lot of homework on a whole lot of people. So for the for the conference, so this particular conference is Social Media Marketing World, um, happening at the end of the month, um, I narrowed down of the people who are talking to about 50 people who I thought I would probably really gel with just from like a personality side. And then I went away and did about three or four weeks worth of homework on each of those people like a professional stalker would (laughs) but without being like a creep I promise you I wasn't like creeping on you (laughs) I know and I I gathered I gathered files like in an organizational way and that was what made that video that you saw yeah it was amazing and I was like oh my god she listened to my podcast (laughs) you know I was like oh I don't know how I felt I was like that's crazy how much research you did (laughs) so in order to get because I thought right I really want to go to social media marketing world and I I know that when I because being a headshot photographer you know the people who were talking at that conference are a perfect they're on my um, my list for people who are in my demographic so they're the perfect target audience for me because I know that they'll be able to introduce me to my perfect clients and they are my perfect clients so I thought I just need to target them but be consistent with it so it was really worth the three the three the four weeks of intensive work on that one thing so I think it's the having that laser focus which as a creative person is really really hard to do (laughs) but it just wasn't you know the campaign got you other things as well you know yes you've you know booked in headshots when you're going to be over in San Diego next week um but other things as well you know if you hadn't have sent that to me um you know I wouldn't have invited you over to my podcast I I really want to make time so I can catch up with you talk to you because I just think we've got a connection even the you know, I just, I love the way you talk. I love your videos. I've been following you on social media now. And, you know, if, if you hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have taken that next, next step further. This is it though. Do you not, do you not think that this is a really, um, interesting, it's kind of, it's really changed my view on the whole of social media now, Pauline, because it's about the amount of effort that you put in. So now when I'm kind of scrolling through my, say my feed on Instagram and we, we are all guilty of this. You're like, yeah, okay. That person, that random person's given me a like, I'll give them a like back or, oh yeah, that person's got a lot more followers than me. I'll do three likes back or yeah, they've given me a comment, you know, comment for comment the whole traditional thing but now you think hang on a second if I put in a load of effort with that person like a real like a real person to real person connection what will it achieve it really has kind of blown my mind doing this project 
Yeah. And I mean, that is exactly right. That's what social media is all about. And you're right about the Instagram. I mean, even I struggle with my own social media now that I'm really busy. It's really hard to snap that time where I can really be engaged and I find that I'll always engage with the same people who always engage with me. You know, I don't sort of go outside of my uh, social circles, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It makes absolute sense. But you want to be, you know, you can only divide so much of your day up. And it's like you want to make, you want to keep nurturing the relationships that you've built. Mm. So you say hi back, don't you? But then you think, hang on, I've, you know, if you're a small business and you know that you want to make strong connections with a certain group of people and they're not necessarily in your town or your city, finding those people and then just doing lots and lots of research on those particular people, if they're in a whole other country, it doesn't matter anymore. And that's the magic now of social media for me because yeah. I want to be a lot more of an international photographer. It's yeah, it's kind of flipped the lid off things. It's been really exciting. <laughs> that, I just love the way that you explain that. I've, I think for listeners who are tuning into this episode, that's really important, just really honing in and connecting to real people. It's not just a name and a, and a photo. It's actually a person and getting to know what their hobbies are and what they do and taking that relationship, that next step, because those relationships will actually grow into something, you know, further, won't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, and even even if you wanted to get in touch with, you know, the bigger business, there is still a human being behind that bigger business brand managing their content, you know, responding to their inquiries. So you just have to use your use your common sense and start figuring out, right, who is that person? What is their personality? And what are their particular needs and wants? Is it a graduate? Is it somebody who's, um, you know, a re- usually, I don't know why businesses seem to want to do this, but I think they're quite ageist in their approach in a um, general sense. They always think, oh yeah, we'll get the junior in. They can do all of social media. And really, and now in these days, in this current time, social media is hugely crucial to social to businesses succeeding or failing in my view and I think a lot more of the business should be focused on social media so but if you're if you're clever right now we're in this point where if you are a small I don't know maybe you make a certain widget of some some kind and you know that all you need is one order from one giant big company and you can be a millionaire next year you just have to get that one person who's managing that one social media account and that could change your entire life. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, you've made a really good point. Business owners really need to not just um, hire someone because, oh, yeah, my, my young daughter knows how to use Facebook because it's yeah. more than that. They don't have the skills or the communication to communicate your business needs. Um, a lot of business owners make that mistake and don't put enough effort into their social media marketing. I, this is why I love um, Chocolate Johnny over in Bondi <laughs> in Australia. He is the perfect example of a small, uh, well, he's not that much of a small business, but he's a specific business, but he's opening up the doors of his business. That's how he says it, isn't it? Yeah. And he's just 
asking you what he does on a day-to-day basis. That is what all social media should be. He's Seriously. Like <laughs> I have to I have to laugh. Seriously, Chocolate Johnny gets too much <laughs> too much recognition on my podcast. We need to stop talking oh, about that, man. <laughs> oh, I'll shush then. I'll shush. No, no, no. I mean, Chocolate Johnny's a really good friend of mine. So um, we uh, engage and talk a lot. So um, I, I mean, I love him and I love what he's done for his business. So that's why I always go back and talk about his, how he's done it because he's, he's just jumped in. He's just been himself and he's really made a really good market for himself. And, and he, he's just so adorable. I, I can't actually, we're, we're really good friends, but we've never met. So we're both really excited there'll be a lot of screaming when we run along the pavilion <laughs> to see each other because, um, you know, we chat all the time, but we, you know, we've never actually been in the same space. So it's quite- oh, going to make for a gorgeous photo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He better bring me some chocolate. You know, that's all. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's going to so, be fun. Uh, let's just jump in. You know, you are a photographer. You know, one of the things, because, you know, I'm a photographer, I don't know if you know, but I'm a photographer as well. Um, I, I don't mainly do photography, but obviously it works really well with being a social media strategist. Sometimes I have to be with my clients, take photos and videos. But you're in a market that has so many competitors now. You know, you're almost fighting um, new technology with, you know, iPhones. People who are like, oh, no, don't worry, we'll just take a photo with our iPhone. How do you... Uh, differentiate yourself from that yeah it is a real tough one and I think you can get to the point now as a professional photographer where it just you think you know what I I can't I can't compete again you've got some photographers out there who are saying you know purism forever like film is the only way but I I've kind of I'm just going with the flow and it's really interesting to watch how things are progressing my mind is regularly blown into smithereens when I see like a five-year-old child like this happened to me regularly over Christmas time when I was with family and friends and watching a five-year-old take an insanely good quality photo on a smartphone and then like filter the hell out of it in a really tasteful way and then like go look Auntie Laura what do you make of that and I'm like oh lord that is amazing that is really good but you can't you can't just say right well that's it I'm screwed I I can't go on now as a professional photographer because it's not just that stuff that makes you a professional photographer there's all of the other components of it and the years and years of training understanding what it is to um to heed your clients and understand what's best for them and then you've got you know adding in special effects and working in studio scenarios if you need to um and all of the years and years of experience kind of plays into the um into the court there um and i kind of when i have that as a it's it's kind of a challenge a lot of the time people will say oh well i've got, I've got my phone i mean go ahead and work with your phone and when you get to the point where you think you've challenged it let's talk and we'll we'll 
we'll I'll show you what's possible. We'll show on the next level, um, and people will start to say, "Oh, that's what you've shot," and "Oh, there's no way I could ever get that on my phone." Those are the people I'm ready to talk to. I've actually started now doing um, one or two little courses where I'll say, "This is how you do um, like a flat lay." So you know those overhead shots of um, I don't know food or like bloggers love flat lays and um, makeup, anything that they're blogging about, they do it as an overhead shot with their phone yeah i've got courses like that on how to use your smartphone to take great quality selfies all those things just to kind of prove that these are things i'm more than happy to teach about because it's actually got very little to do with what it is i do as a professional headshots photographer Um, and i found that that's how i make my peace with it (laughs) from an artistic point of view but it also helps the client to understand oh so that's not what you do then you're like yeah that's right it's it's totally different yeah and people don't realize i mean yes it's easier to use your you know your cell phone and they are quite good quality but they aren't up to standard to good professional photography especially for your headshots you know i can see i with a trained eye you can definitely see the difference and i'm they make it your for your headshots or your banners you've got to make a you know a statement you know and are you really gonna waste the effort on just doing it with your phone or are you gonna invest and have that image that you can use for years and years I mean I've used my image um for I don't know two years now I think I'm just about to think about rebranding it and rechanging it but what I've done is I've changed the color of the dress now if I'd taken that on my phone you just can't do those sort of changes on the phone you're right yeah this is what I usually say I usually say about two years is a great kind of time frame to changing it up and I would repeat exactly what you said I totally agree you know when you're at that stage where you're starting to take your personal brand really seriously you'll just know that the time is right to step up the quality of your headshots and you would have already run into a million different hurdles with the design layout profile problems you know your graphic designer would have flagged a million different problems if you were trying to print pictures from your phone you were trying to use them for the pull-up banners all those kind of things you would have realized by that point you're going to have to go professional you just are for the quality of the images but yeah two years is usually quite a good point i've got a vlog coming out on that um in a couple of weeks time so i kind of say unless you're a an actor or a singer or you know you're looking to get a ton more speaking work a lot more speaking gigs you don't want to keep it more frequent than two years yeah that's right that's really interesting so with the campaign we were talking about earlier um was it in your eyes was it a successful campaign for the amount of work that you did and you know what other things that came across came along that you didn't expect yeah this is really interesting at the time while while I was doing the work I hit so many um, emotional barriers that I just hadn't even like scheduled time for. So when I was doing some of what I would deem to be the, the tedious work, so every day I had scheduled to tweet the different people who I had done research on, and every day I had scheduled to do like Instagram likes, or every day I would schedule to go and look on their Facebook page to update my files, but also to show that I was kind of um, showing them love online. 
but that takes a long time and it can get really tedious when you've gone through 25 people and you've got 25 more to go so I, I found by about week two of that I was just like, Laura, are you kidding yourself? You know, the real imposter syndrome thing got really bad for me. And I was like, why are you wasting all this time? You've got so much more other things that you can be doing. And all of that was, I had to just kind of fight through it and punch through it. But when I came out the other side, I was like, oh, well, that wasn't really very hard. What what were you whinging for? (laughs) At the time, it felt like I was climbing a mountain. It really did. (laughs) So I wasn't expecting that at all, but it was a really interesting, like, personal project. Um, And then what I've also noticed, and I hadn't even expected, was um, opportunities like this, like coming on your podcast. Um, I had a lovely tweet today from Koga Sexton over at Hootsuite. He um, he did a lovely tweet shout out to me um, saying that I'm going to be at Social Media Marketing World. And he was recommending some other people for the people who are going there. Um, to check me out because I'll be there doing pictures so that was really sweet of him to do that Um, yeah just people are kind of engaging with me on social media in the run up to it a lot more than what I thought they would so I had given given and given and given and now all of the other stuff that's coming back to me I just hadn't even thought to expect anything back so it's lovely all of that stuff coming back now wow that's great I mean yeah people don't realize that they just don't like to put in the work and I love the fact that you've just stuck with it uh and run with it and you've just just done a fantastic job I mean the landing page the videos I mean that must have taken a long time to do individual videos for each individual person Oh, Lord, I can't tell you what an absolute nonna I felt like sitting here in my office. (laughs) um, I I have a a neighbor who can see me over the back, the back way. He comes out every 10 minutes or so for a smoke. And here's me sitting in my office on my own, looking into the camera. So he can see me through the window doing this. And I'm holding my reflector under my chin because I've got this little thing about my chin. (laughs) Trying to get the shadows eliminated. I'm going, hi, it's Laura. La, 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 la. And then I break and then I'd like sigh and I was like right do another one hi it's Laura and he'd come out every every hour so often for a smoke and I'm like I know he's over there I know he can see what I'm doing (laughs) (laughs) so yeah the filming of it was another one of those little barriers where you've got to just climb the mountain but now you know you you break it down you know what it's like being a photographer you think right okay so we're uploading them now we're editing them now we're getting them onto youtube now we're captioning them that whole captioning thing came out recently so now we've got to caption them as well so yeah it's been it's been a lot of work but totally worth it yeah completely oh i so love that that was brilliant now (laughs) with being a photographer and working in your own business and uh, you know learning social media and going through that that sort of you know avenue of how to get out there do you think over the last five years you've made any mistakes or are there any things that you really learned that you're gonna put in place for the next year I have made so many mistakes <laughs> I can't begin to tell you but do you know what I have I've been aware of some mistakes and I would like to say to any I think 
especially women, because I am a woman and I've, that's what I've experienced so far in my life, in this lifetime anyway, but I have a really strong like feeling of woman's intuition. And sometimes when I'm being sold something or sometimes when someone's been recommending something to me over the last five years, I've had a hunch or I've had a feeling in my gut or something where I've just thought, for some reason, what they're saying to me does make sense or the little form they're showing me does read and it, I, yeah, it makes sense. But I have a feeling that this just won't work. And probably on three or four occasions, I could probably think where I've gone against that little hunch and every single time my hunch was right. So I would say that anybody, if they were starting out in business, go with your gut, go with your hunch. If you have a feeling that something doesn't just just doesn't feel right, it's not going to be right for you. It just isn't. Just go with your gut. You know, you just don't fight it. Go with it. Yeah, um, I think that's I, good. It's a weird thing that you can't explain, but at the time, it will make sense. <laughs> um, and I think for... What I've learned over the course of the five years so far is to be specific and niche it down and niche it down and niche it down some more. And then when you think you can't niche it down further, be even more laser focused. So as a creative mind, um, I put a thing on Instagram recently about enchanted squirrels. Now, bear with me, guys, because this is a little bit of a tangent, but I promise you it'll pay off, right? So... In the metaphor of being in business, I like to think of it as walking through like an enchanted forest, like a beautiful fairy or something, right? So we're walking through this enchanted forest and everything's great and we're discovering loads of cool stuff about our lives and about our businesses. And we have a path laid out because we know where we're headed to. And then an enchanted little squirrel will come down from a tree and it's like one of those beautiful Disney squirrels that'll have lovely long eyelashes and cute lipstick and probably like a little pin-up curl in the front of her hair. She'd be like, hey, Laura, I've got a great idea. Do you want to follow me this way? And you'd be like, oh, my God, you're cute. That's an amazing idea. That is blowing my mind right now. And you'll run after this squirrel off of the path and into the forest and into this meadow. And you'll be pulling up flowers together and smelling them. And then all of a sudden you look around and the, the damn squirrel's gone. And you're stuck in this meadow and you're like, where the hell is my path? Where the, where the shit am I? So then you have to walk all the way back to your path and you're like, right, I think I was about here. And you get back on your path. And then before you know it as a creative, another damn squirrel. So I, there's, I have this thing about squirrels and I had this epiphany at like autumn time of 2016. I was like, right, if another squirrel comes on my path, I'm just going to have to kick her out the way because I'm on my path and nothing's going to stop me. So it's all about being laser focused. That's where I am right now. Now, so oh my god I love that and I can't believe you described it like that I think the same way as you but I've never heard it done like that oh my gosh I can't wait to meet you next week I'm just like I'll be the one running up screaming oh my god Laura oh my god um you know what really when you sent me your bio I was reading through it and I just had to giggle. At the very end of your bio, it, you know, everything you do is unique. Um, you are so different. And I, I, I really wish I could just come up to you and rub 
my hand on your arm and just get a bit of your uniqueness because you're I'm like here halfway and you're like a hundred times higher up from me and I just think it's so adorable anyway in your bio you've written part of Laura's unique brand is that she has a vintage personal style she is a feminist and she says what she thinks this is a Marmite Vegemite decision you will either love her or you will hate her now I don't, for people who are listening, you know, uh, in, in New Zealand and Australia, and I guess in the UK as well, you know, it's, you're either a Marmite person or you're a Vegemite person. You know, they're yeah. very two distinctive brands. They taste very different. And um, so, which begs the question, you know, Laura, are you a Vegemite or are you Marmite? Well, I, I think, well, in here, here in Britain, you have to really search now to get Vegemite. So that's a little update for the Antipodeans. You have to you have to go some to find Vegemite. But I was brought up on Marmite. I had Marmite on um, like Toasty Soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely love Marmite. I, I adore it. And when I lived in Australia, I quickly became accustomed to Vegemite on Turkish toast. <laughs> I love that. Um, so I love both. I just love the whole, I don't know, yeasty toast vibe. I love it. But people here like freak out over Marmite. They can't bear it. They have to have jam, honey. So the whole, mar- I usually say I'm a Marmite kind of girl whenever I do a talk or if I do a workshop or something. Yeah. And I, I guess really quite funny. Some people do really do not like me because I'm quite forward and, you know, occasionally I might do an NF bomb or something. But if you're not going to like me, I'm like, right, that's fine. We just not, we're not going to get on. But that's something else that I've learned. And it's not a mistake along the way, but it's something that I've um, kind of got into doing. And it was a big revelation for me. So about two and a half years ago, I changed from being Perman Photography to Laura Perman. Yeah, and rebrand. It was quite minor in the the use of the word, but I just I, at the time I was doing um, like wedding photography and baby photography and family photography, and I hated it. It just wasn't me. Um, obviously, you can't swear when you're doing family photography. <laughs> I suppose you can with some parents, but with the majority, not at all. And I, I just ditched the whole thing. I was like, no, this isn't me. This isn't why I became a photographer. And as soon as I became me and was like the Laura you would get cocktails with and have a, you know, a glass of wine with, my business like doubled that year. So it was fascinating. As soon as I did that and you're authentic, it just, it really worked for me. So that was a really um, important thing. I think when you do that in your social media as well, and you just come across as you, I saw a tweet today where someone said, if you can read out your blog and it doesn't sound like how you speak, you're writing the wrong stuff in your blog. Yeah. I think that's really important as well because, you know, stepping into your own brand, I did exactly the same thing as you. And it's actually amazing to hear that your side is very similar to mine. Um, My business grew so much when I stepped into my personal brand and it gives you so much freedom, so much freedom on who you are, what you can say. And you don't have to hide behind that logo or that, that brand name. So for business owners and stuff, it depends on their long, their long-term journey. Uh, I just knew that whatever I did, it would be okay. You know, whether I concentrate on photography, social media or videoing, it's still me. I don't have to hide behind this other brand. 
Yeah. And people are a lot more understanding if you then do want to differentiate a little bit because then they understand you and they understand your why a lot more. So they're like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Pauline's doing a little bit more of this now. I get that, though, because I know her. Yes. Yes. It's way more forgiving. Oh, yeah. God, you're fascinating. We could talk for hours. <laughs> oh, you're going to have a blast next week. <laughs> oh, I know. I can't wait for next week. So, Laura, for people who are looking at um, seeing a bit of more about you, I see that you have a link here to get a free headshot analysis where you'll go and check out their brand and give them some tips. Is that right? That's right. So, if you've shown your recent headshot or you've got a headshot and you think you're kind of getting away with things and you've been showing it around to all of your friends or to your mom and they've gone, oh, that's beautiful. It's totally gorgeous. But you're kind of not sure you're getting that feeling and you gut I was talking about before. Why don't you let me have a look at it and I'll do a professional analysis on you, but I'll be 100% honest. You're not going to, you're not going to pull any wool over my eyes. So I'll tell you the truth, but I promise you, I'll tell you it in a really nice way. (laughs) All right. So everyone who's listening, I've just registered myself, so I can't wait to find out what Laura says about my stuff. Um, I'll let you know what she says, but when this episode uh, comes out it will be in the links below so make sure you check it out there and if you are looking to check out Laura um, Laura do you want just to tell everyone where they can find you yeah so a great rule of thumb with me I have the same hangout on most social media profiles Pauline so people just need to do a search for L Pearman photos and my surname is like the fruit so P-E-A-R with a man on the end so L Perman photos. Oh, I want to just thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk to me. And I know that the audience who are listening today will get so much information from you. So thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you very much for having me. All right. So that's the end of our show. Um, I look forward to talking to you all next week where we have another super guest coming on board. See you guys. The Social Media Strategy Podcast. Brought to you by worldpodcast.com.